For the best listening experience, headphones are recommended. Warning. Some material presented here may be sensitive or mature for younger audiences. Depictions of violence, suggestive content, and profanity are involved. Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Project Gnosis. Briz, as I was known. A proud Tikbalang, or rare horse. Cebu, the second largest city in the Philippines, has its population double over the course of a few days due to the city's largest celebration, Sinolog, occurring this month. I think my papa is with some bad people. Tell him that mom and I want him home. We miss him. You can count on me. soon. What if they are planning something big? We have no idea where they operate. Just a hapless tourist. I'll admit. I have a feeling I will have to deal with him later. Chapter 3. Man-Eater The room is full of abandoned TVs and other electrical equipment. A group of Aswangs are watching a working TV, seeing a debate based in Manila in a government where two politicians are in an argument over some matter involving a corporation. An Aswang witch and a human thug sit together closely, seeing what may impact the whole of the Philippines. Even though the Aswang are monsters, they do have humans that ally with them, whether through greed, opportunity, or coercion. Usually, the latter. Kasalukuyang mayroong debate kasama si Jose Garza Awan Reyes tungkol sa mga papel ng ginakapanan at mga plano sa pag-unla ng pinnacle para sa konstruksyon at imprastruktura ng Maynila. This may impact the initiative to pass the bill to give pinnacle more resources in... Hi! Just go. Ah, let's just see what they have to say. With all due respect, Senator Reyes, Magnus's projects have revitalized the economy and cut down the unemployment rate by half in five years. To not pass this initiative would go contrary to the values we stand for. To ensure na lahat ng Pilipino ay may magandang kinabukasan. With all due respect, Garza. Ang pagbibigay ng higit pang mga concession kay Magnus at sa Pinnacle ay magpapalakas lang ng impluensya nila sa buong bansa. There is always a price when you allow such powerful entities like these companies to go rampant in our society. Do you not remember how much we sacrificed to end foreign interference in our affairs? They already transformed half of Asia with groundbreaking technologies. We have to compete. I won't deny that, but look how powerful they've become. We'll always be at their mercy. I would go as far as to say that a lot of their policies are neo-colonialism. 
Mga kooperasyon bilang mga colonizer, sinisiguro ko sa iyo na... Look at what happened in history. Like in the Congo, for example. We must at least limit foreign control in these projects. But the nanotech used to build these skyscrapers... That's exactly what I'm afraid of. They have control of that tech. Alam natin lahat na maaari nilang itigil ang construction ng parehong teknolohiyang gamit nila upang itayo ang mga to. Holding the country hostage. We let them go too far. No more to this corporate imperialism. The Aswangs continue to watch the mess on TV unfold. I'll admit, Reyes is bold, but he will definitely be pushed aside. Tiyak na makakahanap ng paraan ang pinakal para mapahiya siya. Or have him killed. They wouldn't be so obvious, right? A politician from Davao disappeared after he openly denounced Pinnacle's operation in Mindanao. Everyone down there knows they are responsible, but what are they gonna do? Wala! A shame. Fucking corpse shitting on the rest of us. <sighs> so, what about the shipment? Ate Delisa wants them moved in a few minutes. We can't keep our client waiting. Sige! Oras na para umalis! One of the thugs attempts to turn off the TV. I make my move. I use my hand to reach out through the screen, grabbing him by the collar. Then I pull him with all my strength, slamming his head at the TV, knocking him out. This alerted the rest. After they stop unloading, they still aim at the TV, seeing if there is any other activity. Soon, other TVs start turning on randomly in the room. Deception and misdirection are usually my favorite tactics. I quickly crawl out of one of them nearby a thug and threw up ectoplasm at his face, causing him to recoil. I quickly punched him before finding cover for more gunshots. The witch points in my direction for the others. and their human dog allies move to surround my position. I phase through the TVs to run away from the group. The witch telepathically threw one of them from the pilot. I jump through the screen and disappear as the throne TV hits one of the Aswang in the face, knocking him out. The mob look around to see where I was. Unfortunately for one of the thugs, he gets close to a group of abandoned stereos. Time for some rock music. I appeared from behind the stereos and knocked him out with a boombox. Some bullets grazed me. I had to hold my side before I regenerate. The chi present in this room is off, but enough for me to take in the flow so that I can use my powers. Some Aswangs with claws, maws, and melee weapons try to charge at me. I attempt to dodge with moves that one can see from Capoeira, something I learned when Finn and I were in Brazil a while ago. I drew a combat knife and slashed at the two Aswangs that were attacking me. They attempt to counter my attacks, but are inflicted with some light wounds. 
It pulled back with two human thugs as the witch shot her magic at me. I contorted my body as I tried to dodge more bullets and magic missiles. The witch meets with the wounded Aswangs and licks their wounds, healing them. Very odd way to mend wounds. One of the thugs drops his guns and reaches for something in the nearby bag. An RPG. With quick timing, I take a TV and hold it in front of me. The TV turns on with white noise on the screen and the RPG disappears into the static world within. For a small moment, there is pause in the action. I bet they didn't see that coming. The human thug lowers his gun and looks to the witch. One of the TVs suddenly turned on with the RPG appearing out of the static abyss, going straight for the witch and the other two as one. The witch looks at the dog. What are you staring at? You are now! As the smoke cleared, I could see that almost everyone in this group is downed or possibly dead if the RPG blew that witch up. I can not only bring objects into the static realm, but also people. I could have dragged any one of these thugs in, but I won't. That part of the past is behind me. It would have to be some dangerous individual to force my hand. Despite what I am, I try not to be a killer. It's better, whenever possible, to subdue, not terminate my opponents. I hope that I didn't end up killing the witch. However, I heard her kind are tough enough to withstand serious damage. An RPG in this case is good enough to down them. Kill them though? Hard to say at the moment. I see one of the conscious thugs run away downstairs. I would pursue him, but something caught me off guard. I stand in front of the human thug that remains. He drops his gun and raises his hands out. I... I surrender. I notice that the thug looks rather familiar to the girl I met earlier. And of course, he had a rose tattoo on his right arm. Coincidence? Doesn't matter. I will take this opportunity if it works in my favor. The thug looks at the fallen. Where are they? Look, they will kill me if I snitch! You will kill me if I don't tell? No. <sighs> Thank you. It would be easier if you told me for your family's sake. The dog's eyes widens. We know who you are. A sort of bluff which easily works. The dog kneels down, pleading to me. Look, just don't hurt them. I only mention them because I don't think it would be fair for them to grow up without a dad. I walk over and lay my hand on his shoulder and give him the girl's watch. Your family will be protected. I promise. Basement. Fourth floor. Combination 2548. Thank you. Go to them. Sniffling, the dog stands up. I nod to him, and he nods back. 
One of the Aswang groans and reaches for his gun when a spear pierces from the ceiling and impales the Aswang's hand. I could hear the footsteps of someone familiar. Finn walks over to me and shakes his head. Disapproval? Naturally. Lass, what did I say about giving promises that we can't possibly keep? I was only bluffing so he can tell me the location. And yet, you also let him go. You said everyone deserves a second chance. I'd rather not have someone resent us because we took someone's dad away. (laughs) That's not up to us. Look, I get it. It's not easy. But you must know, we can't help everyone. You helped me, remember? Aye, it's because you're being foolish then. Shite, you're being foolish now. Then... I'll be foolish and be proud of it. Well, we'll talk about this later then. Come on, let's find the captives. I'll admit, as we leave the room, I feel a bit embarrassed about what I said. Foolish and proud of it. It sounded so much better in my head. I entered the code given to me by the thug and opened the door, revealing a group of men and women of different ages locked inside. They looked like they were stuck here for days, considering how haggard they looked. At first, they seemed scared to come close to me due to my appearance. However, they slowly showed gratitude to me by bowing or hugging me. Some were crying and thanking us for saving them from that horrible ordeal. It was not needed, but... It was a bit of a welcome change from earlier. Finn helps those too weak to leave by helping them up. We slowly but surely helped everyone out of the basement. Dawn rises over Cebu as a special task force consisting of medical workers and police aware of the secret world, compliments from Aegon, treated the victims from the abductions with intensive care. The human thugs and the Aswang gang members are taken into custody. Though, I am curious how the authorities will treat them afterwards. I noticed the witch survived, but is in intensive care. That eases my guilt a bit more. Finn and I watch an image of Yasmin speaking to us through a screen. So, let's go over this. You got the manifest. You also got attacked by cyborg zombies. Well, I am not sure how to describe them any other way. I know they shot lasers at me. Great! As if this whole mission wasn't complicated enough. Romero zombies? Fine. 28 days later, ragers? Okay, but pushing it. Zombies that can shoot lasers? That is definitely not the work of a virus. Or some stupid necromantic curse. I don't understand what is the Aswang's end goal. They usually target certain types of people in few quantities for specific reasons. Now they are doing it with wild abandon. It seems to me they are quite the chancers going about it this way. I asked the captives if they overheard anything after we released them, but they told me they were going to be sent to the harbor last night. Till you decided to crush the party. Well, I wouldn't say that is a bad thing. 
I gave you time to send the task force here. I had to cover your ass with the higher-ups. Explain away why you didn't wait for us before we made the move. Aegon is already trying to help the local government sort out the NDAs and settling with the victims and their families to make sure word doesn't get out that fucking monsters and ghouls exist. We really don't need more complications. Well, you have to admit, she made the right call. I smiled at Finn's comment, but remained silent on the detail regarding my strange encounter with the American. If he was American. Faye, could you have just snuck into their basement and phased all the captives out without having to alert their entire group? Could have saved us the trouble to clean up the mess. Sorry, Yaz, but they watered the exterior of their lair just like the back in the warehouse. They would have found out what I was up to, and that would have put the captives in danger. Best I subdue the gang first. Sure. Sure, I guess. Anyway, I heard from the higher-ups that Pinnacle, the company in charge of the developmental construction plan in the Philippines, is very concerned about what is going on in Cebu. Sinulog is still in full swing. Processions and parades and all. Something that will be ripe for the Aswans to go abducting people. And we can't let that happen. They should cancel or at least postpone the event. That won't happen. The news mentioned the local government doesn't want to cave into fear by altering the event. They say doing so will demoralize the city. They might just add heavy security. I have a feeling there is more to this. Say, uh, plug in the USB drive. We need to know what this Manifest 64 is. I looked at Finn and then plugged in a USB drive in the port. The screen split into two, revealing to Yasmin what seems to be the schematic of a bomb. Typical. Bombs, really? Oh, shit, this design is pretty elaborate. Would be a pain in the ass to disarm. I thought they were kidnapping people for ransom. Bombing the city would be against that plan. Or they were kidnapping them to drink their blood, as they are known to do. Though I'm not sure bombing people is conducive to that approach. Do the Aswans even have tech to create these devices? Not at all. Someone has to be backing them up. What about that pinnacle company? Would make absolutely no sense. Why would they risk relations with the Philippines by working with what is currently the cause of a lot of strife in the country? A cause the huge majority of people cannot afford to know? Hmm. Let me think, let me think. Faye, you were attacked by ghouls, right? You said they were cyborgs. Yeah. Describe exactly what they look like. A thug bursts through the door and runs over to me while I am smoking. He would see me with my purplish skin, bat wings, long clawed hands, and a detachable jaw. The half of my lower body is missing beneath my waist, with intestines hanging out. My lower body is walking over to reattach itself to my upper body after patrolling the interior of the warehouse. Funny. If it was any earlier time, my lower half wouldn't be able to move at all after detaching myself. 
a combination of a spell from a local brewer, as well as an implant to allow my legs proper sense of awareness and movement, does much to do more than any other mananangal could. We have our website where you can join access to all sorts of content, such as behind the scenes. Took my ability to shape shift to human form. Message us at project gmail.com. My appearance is going to always be a monster, but looks never mattered to me, only results. Ate, we were attacked by- Tanga. Abi nimog wala ko kabalo. Pasailo ako, diliman siya tao, makalusot-lusot siya sa mga makina na murang. That bitch, kana ang nagbongkag sa bodega. Gipusil jud unta to nako sa olo. Mo pata yung pagihapunta sa plano ate. Pwede nako at tuon ang guban para. Shit. Have to be quick. I grabbed the thug by his shirt collar and threw him behind me just before a large maw in the shadows would have gnashed him to pieces with its teeth. The thug, reeling from the thrall, regains his senses. He sees that I have saved him just in time. His eyes widen as he sees a monster far more twisted than me. Herodotus, an anthropophagus, is a creature that had no head, save a large eyeball on the stump of its neck, and its grotesque face is on its chest. Surrounding him are his cyber ghoul thralls, who had implants and collars on them. Completely bent to his will. I saved my own this time. I quickly glanced at him. Pahawa. The terrified dog nods and runs away. But I glare back at Herodotus. All I know about him is that my superior sent him as an outside help for the operations here. I don't know why we need him. He is not trustworthy. A mercenary. A trafficker and a necromancer. He has no sense of loyalty to anyone. His minions are nothing more than mindless slaves. At least, I have some regard for those under me. Aswang, or even human. You shall let me rend that ghoul to pieces for his failure. You may be in charge of this operation, but it is not your call to devour my men. No wonder your kind needs outside help. Your mercy invites weakness to your organization. Says the beast that only uses mindless thralls to do his bidding. Nothing wrong with that. Most creatures are thralls by design. Humans are otherwise. Do you want to get shit done or not? 
Herodotus pauses for a moment while petting one of his ghouls. He then grabs one and devours the ghoul hole in front of me. His bug-side convulses to have some tumor-like growth appear before reasserting itself up to normal. Green energy flashes around him. Is that supposed to be a statement? No. Personal nourishment. Are the bombs ready yet? I whistle for a group of us wanting to deliver one of the bombs to me. They carry it to me and set it down. I set the gold on a keypad while green energy swirls within. The deck looks familiar. Dangerously familiar. No. Got to stay the course for now. Looks like they are all primed and ready. Set the bombs and the coordinates provided before the parade on Sunday. And this is what my boss is planned. Yes. And the amount of people caught in the radii will be enough for me to be swarmed by offers by necromancers all over the world. The zombie trafficking trade will reach its apex. Sure. I already sent you enough bodies from abductions and grave robbings. But I am getting too much heat from the locals and now international authorities. What you sent me is enough. The bombs will take care of the rest. As for those seeking to stop us, I'll take care of them. Hmm. He will be useful for now. All I can hope is that my kind can carve out a new home after all that has happened. Perhaps also for revenge on the government for pushing us too far. Still, Herodotus' plan will kill and damn so many. Excessive, definitely. But it's either us or them. Hesitation would make everything we worked for all for nothing. Nevertheless, something in the back of my mind tells me this. Is it going to be worth it in the end? I look at my phone with the images of those known as Ate and Herodotus. Special thanks to a robotic fly my uncle made. Some say he's a mechanic, but he can also engineer some cool stuff. His tinkering days go way back to before even the Industrial Revolution. He's that old. A tikbalang that mentored many a babalian. These days, however, he prefers to stay low-key and play around with his cars and tech. I listen in what was said. Great. I am going to need some help. 
I take out a picture of a pale woman that I spied on when she was infiltrating one of the warehouses in the industrial zone. Time to see if she could be useful. Project Gnosis is an MQ Media production, written and produced by Matthew Curran. If you want to know more about Project Gnosis, check out more episodes on various podcasting platforms. You can also follow us on places like TikTok or Twitter for more updates. If you want to be a supporter, we have our website where you can join and have access to all sorts of content, such as behind the scenes. If you have any inquiries, message us at projectgnosisthestory at gmail.com. This is Project Gnosis. More to come soon.